0: You know, it's from one summit that we see many others. So it's true. You're climbing that mountain. You're like, I want to get to the top. You get to the top. Then you get to the top, and you're like, Yeah, I made it. And you look down, but then the beauty is that you look up, right? And then you see the the vast the vastness of the world around you. And if you're in a mountainous area, well, that means there's other summits. You know, so they are like, Oh yeah, from here I can I. I have the strength, I can get up to this summit and yeah, there's other summits out there too that I can climb So if I choose so knowledge is like you know, to have the knowledge and experience uh, and acquire that for yourself is great, but then to be able to share it, you know, uh, with others is even greater It's the Health in the Real World
1: podcast, it's time to start the show with Chris Jenke give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies we keep it simple and easy it's your roadmap to get healthy you don't need equipment and you don't need a gym just the right strategies to get you fit and trim the health in the real world podcast is sponsored by you were only given one body one earth suit Stop blasting it into the ground with destructive workouts. You don't really need to work out as hard as you think you do. Text the word WORKOUT to 408-883-4442 and get started for free with me. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Janke and I'm joined today by David Arsenal. David is the uh, founder of Champions for Life uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit. He was also a... uh, uh an athlete for canada we'll talk about that a little bit but david thank you uh, so much for joining me today
0: chris it's a pleasure i'm looking forward to our conversation
1: yeah absolutely you know one of the things you just said that really stuck out to me is is how you're moving now more for fun you don't have like a specific goal um i started similar to you as an athlete and so it's like very structured like we know what our goal is we know boom, boom, boom boom how to get there it's more enjoyable now um but go ahead and uh, fill in a little bit about kind of who you are and what brought you to this point in your life.
0: Oh my goodness. This is a great, great topic. I mean, for everybody, right? We're, we're at this point in our journeys because of everything we've done in the past and where we see ourselves going in the future. So for me, obviously started with growing up, uh, two older brothers that I tried to mimic and and be like they were my heroes and uh, they were both hockey players, played baseball and soccer. Uh, I live in Montreal, Canada, so we benefit from the four seasons. And in fact, today, uh, it's kind of uh, the last hurrah, there's a a big snowstorm right now. Uh, The grass was starting to get green and we were turning the the corner on the season, but Old man Winter, I guess, got us one more time. Yeah. Uh, but I'm here in Tulum, Mexico, right now. So all my friends are texting me and showing me pictures and saying, you know, <laughs> you did a good thing going out. So.
1: Uh, but. Not snowing in Mexico right now.
0: Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, growing up being healthy uh, and supported in physical activity and, and doing all kinds of uh, sports and stuff. I, uh, I played hockey, baseball, soccer, but then I discovered Taekwondo at the age of 14. And uh, I liked the discipline. I liked the, you know, the levels that you had to get to. I liked the, the whole thinking around, okay, if I do this, I'll get that if I do, you know, so it was very, um, very individualistic as well. So you could put in as much as you want and you see direct, uh, you know, fruits of your labor, if you will. Uh, but again, doing it with other people and being, um, relying on teachers and your teammates and your peers. And, uh, and so I quickly got success. I got my black belt at 18 and then I started competing provincially and nationally and internationally. And at the height of my career, I was, uh, I was on the national team competing at the World Cup, uh, Penn Am's US Open, things like that, so traveling. And, um, and yeah, I got to uh, experience lots of amazing things through the sport. And at the end of my career, there was a hockey agent that approached me and he said, hey, apparently you're a good athlete. Can you train some of my athletes? I, I studied in exercise science at the University of Concordia in Montreal. And um, although, you know, mainly I, I went into that field to be a better athlete. Um, and I did a little bit of personal training. I taught Taekwondo. Um, I started a Taekwondo school in 91, still running now. I still teach Taekwondo three times a week to oh, great. kids, and teens and adults, and it, it's it's amazing. And um, then I uh, I said, sure, uh, if they can train with me, prep for a World Cup, they'll be faster, stronger, uh, more resilient. And so I looked at their training models and, and uh, programs adapted. for for them what they needed to do and uh, had some good success. And I created a studio called Pain Station. So uh, at its height, we had about 50 athletes between the age of 15 to about 30 years old that were from amateur to professional athletes and uh, training hardcore five, six days a week, a few times a day, some of the athletes. And, uh, you know, it was great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Training hardcore. That's definitely, you know, you have to be very disciplined, very structured. Like you said, it's very like, there's a, there's a reward system you put in this amount of work, you get this in return. Uh, It seems like you're sort of straddling two worlds. I feel like I'm doing this as well. It's like very high competitive athletics in Taekwondo. And then you mentioned you played hockey and, you know, very structured, very like, uh, you know, there's a schedule, right? Even doing double days. I used to play basketball, football, baseball, same thing. It's like, you're at a very high level and you need to maintain that, that level. And then, and then you're also with your um, champions for life foundation, you're sort of like just encouraging people to move, right? It's more like play oriented. It's just like, well, Hey, let's just have some fun. Let's move. You, you mentioned before we started recording that now at this point in your life, you don't, like you don't go into a workout knowing like, okay, I'm going to do this many reps and sets of this. You just kind of go in like, all right, let's see. It's it. Would you say it's like more exploratory? It's more like, let's just have fun with this. Let's just see where the body goes or how would you describe the shift?
0: Yeah, I guess um, in the day to day it expresses itself differently. Um, I do go by the season. So a certain season I'll play a certain sport or get outside and bike more I love pickleball these days for some reason so we play in the park outside so I don't get to play in the winter six months of snow we're not playing pickleball outside so I look at every season like a different opportunity to do something so in my mind I am modeling something that I do want to be more proficient at or um, however I'll go back when I was training the athletes I was studying uh, long-term athlete development models so how do we help athletes go from, you know, just becoming, uh, developing athletes, and then picking them up and going through different phases of training. So for the child that's zero to six, you know, we're not in China where we're saying, okay, we're going to be able to take 10,000 of these and crunch them down to 100, then crunch those down to the top five who will be, will select for an Olympic team. And it'll be completely by process of elimination. Uh, You can do all kinds of screening and, you know, you come up and, and it churns out. So the approach is more zero to six, everybody included. What do we, it's an active start. We want them to be exposed to different things, multiple different types of activities and different environments. And then it goes to fundamentals of movement and fundamentals of sport movement if you wanna bring them up through sport. So that means throwing and catching and hopping and jumping and doing it in different series and in different contexts. And then it goes, learn to train, train to train, train to compete, and train to win at the highest level. So this is like a pyramid where you're getting all the children and then you're funneling them to the highest peak. But at the same time, so if the highest peak is professional sport or college sport or Olympics or whatever it is, well, what happens to everybody else? So they fall into another stream of recreational athlete for life. You know, hopefully I'll be playing, I started playing hockey three years ago and uh, I love it, I play twice a week. And now I hope to be able to play. I find it's gentle on the body. I'm not, we're not checking or doing anything like that. So I walk away from that and feeling tired and, and you know, refreshed yeah. from having just played. Uh, right. It's a great workout, great cardio, great, you know. So for me, it's hitting the mark, you know, whereas yeah. before I was training for that top spot, let's say on the team. and. And there's a specific, you know, you had to go through um, specific pathway to to get there. So um, in the beginning, well, you want to develop your physical literacy. So literacy is like learning words or learning letters, putting words, uh, letters together to make sounds, then it makes words and phrases. And at the highest level of literacy, you're expressing yourself with language, like we can speak and convey meaning and uh, emotion and thoughts with each other to interpreting language that comes to us. So it could be scientific, it could be music, it could be poetry, it could be beautiful prose or or a beautiful novel, whichever it is. And, And music can be expressed, heavy metal, you know, classical, it could be so, so vast. So when I studied long-term athlete development model, physical literacy was a big term. The greater physical literacy you have, the less early specialization there is in terms of developing an athlete, the more they're able to um, be able to be elastic and mm-hmm. not rely on specifically certain traits, um, and you can cross-train in different ways that will help you help your mind, help your body and your spirit, not always just pounding the same thing all the time. So um, there's studies that show that, especially for certain sports, early specialization, you know, you get success early, but then these athletes drop off and the late bloomers, the ones that come slow and steady, like a turtle, you know, mm-hmm. compared to the hair um, of course there's sports like gymnastics um, figure skating for, for uh, females, even even for males. That so certain sports, great for early specialization, but few of them. And if we look at our lifespan, you know, we're not early specializers. Right. We're living here and now. So I don't want to burn myself out. You know, I want to have a, an array. So for myself, physically, um, I've been the athlete. You know, I've had to perform and... Because of my physical literacy and everything that I've learned through baseball, soccer, hockey, cross training, I used to train with the the provincial Olympic weightlifting team.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: used to run track uh, with a, a club to be more explosive faster. Uh, I do plyometrics. I do all these other things to help me in my sport, um, which obviously served me uh, very well because now I've learned all these tricks. Now I can still do Olympic lifting, but I'm not, Lifting twice my body weight over my head, I'm
1: right. just doing my own body
0: weight, and that's right. feels great. You know, I'm not pounding my my body down yeah. like I was before. Yeah. So,
1: um, and you've learned that you've learned the patterns, you've learned the you know the nervous system, how, the form, how to do it right. You mentioned you're playing hockey for fun. You know, I, I would imagine you're not dropping the gloves and getting into fights. No. And <laughs> it's just like, hey, let's just go have fun. Let's move our body. And as you were talking, there was you know, I was thinking like in high school, for example, there's always those athletes who, you know, who I played, let's say basketball with, who had just amazing crossover ability. And like, they were the best basketball players and then they were the best football players. And then somehow they were also the best baseball players. And they had that that physical literacy as you're talking about. And I like that analogy where you, you say, you know, you first with literacy, with reading, you start with your letters, you know, you sing the ABCs and You start with little tiny words like, the and cat and dad and mom and then you can go bigger and and then you can read stories and then pretty soon you can write and you can get creative and you can do all these things and and you're right that is very similar to what happens with physical literacy is like you have to learn the basics you have to learn like okay this is a I don't even really basic this is knee extension this is hip extension flexion and little by little you sort of add up and oh this is a squat and this is running and, and you can sort of train that and then you can get dynamic and then you can, I mean, I, I would say like the top of that pyramid is just like going out and playing, right? Like, yeah. like what all like kids do. Um, I don't know how old your kids are, but mine are still all uh, three of them are under 10. Um, and then I have a 10 year old, but they just go out and play. It's like, they just go express themselves and it's fun. And I, I share a, a mission with you and I, I, I enjoy kind of bringing that play aspect even to adults you know, helping them get back to that childlike feeling of just playing like, Hey, let's just go play hockey or let's go play baseball. Right.
0: Absolutely. I remember uh, I was at a friend's gym and um, my warm-up was putting foam rollers, you know, sometimes there's half foam rollers, but, but cut in half the lengthwise. Yes. Way-
1: lengthwise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I put one with the round part up you know, another one with the flat part up and then around foam roller lengthwise, and then some sit fits. So the little squishy pads and then uh, some yoga blocks and I put it all within this eight foot square space. And then I I put a blindfold on. (laughs) So my goal was to walk around from, you know, across, forward, sideways, backwards, balancing as much as I can. So I had to touch you know, my toes, I had to reach out and feel for something. Okay, yeah. I can run that. And then, whoops, no, I can't. So I had, you know, I fall, I get back up. And then I do the same thing on all fours, like in a bear crawl position. And um, within 10 minutes, I was fully in a sweat, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, pack that up. And I never did that again. You know, yeah. and sometimes I come out and I'm, okay, what do we got? You know, we've got stairs, we've got a picnic table, we've got a, you know, so let's Let's be creative. You, know, right. you, you have your standard exercises that you can do. And then, so that's like the, the letters or the building blocks of movement. And you just explore with that. You know that, okay, I'm gonna hit my whole body. So I wanna work my legs, my upper body, my core, or multi-joint exercises. And sometimes we'll be with kids. And for them, their minds aren't wired. Well, they're not wired yet. To the right. same degree that we are, you know, they're, they're going to totally play and explore. So seeing where their minds go and having us go in there, you know, in their minds a little bit, see it from their mind's eye and play, you know, it's, it's super fun right. versus uh, uh, I'll do workouts with a whole bunch of different people. Um, one gentleman's in his sixties. So we'll play, you know, your standard rock and roll or whatever, but we'll play rock and roll from the fifties and sixties. And you'll see this guy light up, you know, like, <laughs> doing the twist, you know, okay. So we're pivoting and, and working, you know, so there's, there's something in it for everybody. I think um, what I really try to do is move away from the standard models. Now, at least when it comes to general exercise, not talking about athlete's performance, but move away from the, the typical, there's lots of barriers to entering physical activity. And some of it is the persona of the person who looks so fit, so strong and you see them bench and you see them squat, or you see them going through these crazy sacrifices that the regular, you know, day-to-day person is like, I, I don't want to be that. I don't want to do that. I'd love to look like that, but I I can't do that. So, um, trying to kind of lift those barriers and say hey uh what can i do you know what yeah. can i in and, and with everything that I, I i know can i acquire some new skills and yeah. you know, learning something new is always exciting
1: i think yeah. that's key you know like that 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 can be definitely a barrier for somebody who hasn't been working out for a while is looking at that person who is in peak physical shape and Yeah. That's one thing I would encourage anybody who's in that situation where they haven't worked out in a while. Don't compare yourself to that person. Uh, just, just move, just have fun. Just move, start with the basics, right? Start with that, that physical literacy and just move and move and move. And then you, you may get to a point a couple months down the line where you do want to say like, Hey, I really want to get myself in peak physical shape. But at that point you, you're already sort of into it. You know, you, you've done the fun workouts, you've done the basics and you can really specialize at that point. But, uh, but to start off thinking that, you know, this is what I'm comparing myself to, it's, you know, it's going to set you up, set yourself. It's going to set you up for, for really that, that failure. And, and all that failure is, is in your head, right? It's, um, you know, really what we want is like, am I better than I was last week? Am I better than yesterday? Am I having fun? And I'm, am I progressing toward what I want? And for most people, you're right. It is more just like, I want to feel good in my body. I want to, you know, be able to move and not feel encumbered by, you know, tight, achy back or knee stiffness or anything like that. Um, David, I want to uh, go real big picture now. Uh, I like sort of concluding the show with with going real big. And, you know, I know you started Champions for Life, which I wanna read actually from, this is from your website, your, um, your core values for Champions for Life, positive energy, connection, determination, respect and knowledge. And then of course we brushed on physical literacy as well. But I wanna stay more toward those five, like the core values, positive energy, connection, determination, respect, knowledge. And I wanna give you a chance to give your motivational speech to a graduating class at a university on you can weave in those values or generally how you feel um they can get the most out of their lives like what would you recommend to them and what's your motivational speech for them
0: wow well off the cuff positive energy is a big one for us because you can see a challenge from two different facets right you can see the challenge for all the difficulty and, and hardships and you can go down that path of saying oh it's too hard it's you know And I'm saying challenge and using that as a nice word. But really, the class is half full, half empty. Uh, It's only with positive energy, I believe, that you can bring yourself forward in the direction that you want to go. As opposed to being reactive to something that's negative and saying, oh, I want to avoid the ditch. I want to avoid this. I don't want to, you know, so you're creating the conditions in which you will succeed or not by what you focus on. And um, yes, there's lots of challenges in life, but it's how you choose to face those challenges that brings you forward. And um, through a positive light, you could know, see many more things than if you were seeing it from a dim light, let's say. Um, and then you take it from there and it's one step at a time. And connection is so important because for, if we're, we feel we're out doing this alone, you know, that these challenges are just ours and ours to bear alone, um, we're fooling ourselves. Everybody goes through these same challenges and everybody, you know, the reason it's, it's part of the values is because we have a goal, an overall mission of helping all children Develop physical literacy so they can be healthy and active for life. So we could be the best organization there is, you know, have super programs, have super, you know, like the best resources out there. But if we're not connected with anybody and if we're not responding to the needs of others, then we're we're full of it. (laughs) You know, it's like it has to land exactly with our strengths versus um, all our partners and all our beneficiaries and all our donors and everybody has to gain from this. You know? And the only way we know we can gain from this is by connecting, is by having real dialogue, is by being transparent, it's by you know, sharing. And uh, it brings me to the other one, which is knowledge. You know, we do everything to gain and to share our knowledge. So the more we know, the more we know we don't know. <laughs> Right, So I climbed, uh, I did a, an expedition with a, a person who summited the seven summits and skied to the both poles. And uh, we were at the top of a summit one day and he goes, you know, it's from one summit that we see many others. So it's true, you're climbing that mountain, you're like, I want to get to the top, you get to the top, then you get to the top and you're like, yeah, I made it. And you look down, but then the beauty is that you look up, right? And then you see the, the vast the vastness of the world around you. And if you're in a mountainous area, well, that means there's other summits, you know? So i are like, oh yeah, from here I can, I've, I have the strength, I can get up to this summit and yeah, there's other summits out there too that I can climb, so if I choose. So knowledge is like, you know, to have the knowledge and experience uh, and acquire that for yourself is great, but then to be able to share it, you know, uh, with others, is even greater, you know, to share it freely without it being proprietary, you know, because I, I don't own any of the knowledge I have. I've learned it from somebody else or some other place. So all I've done is I've curated it for myself and the people around me or the organization. So Champions of Life has curated resources to develop fundamental movement skills, to build the confidence and confidence and motivation For kids to play and be active. That might mean something completely different to you Chris or or to anybody else. So why would I not share everything that I have, you know, um, and for your benefit? And you know what, that's just going to come back to us. And then what's the other value you want me to to dip into?
1: I think you hit them. I think you're good. I think there's one more. respect, Respect, determination.
0: Oh, yeah. So, I mean, respect is, uh, I've been teaching Taekwondo for 31 years, and um, I'll tell you a little story that I teach my my kids. So, there's the primary colors, or the the colors of the belts are white, yellow, green, blue, red, then black. Okay, so we we see black as the ultimate goal, Uh, but this is how I see it and how I explain to my students. White is like a light. When you shine it through a prism, it's all the colors. So it's innocence and it's infinite potential. So it's a starting point. Yellow is a seed. Then the seed grows into a plant, which is green. The plant is growing and reaching up to the sky, which is blue. The plant blossoms. So at its peak of uh, vibrancy, it's red. You know, there's a nice, beautiful flower. And then I ask the students, well, what happens? And these are little ones. It dies. It becomes like the earth, right? So that's black. That's then nourishing all the other seeds. Right. So, I mean, this is respect to for you to know where you are in that path and know that you're part of that cycle. So respect is treating somebody else the way you'd like to be treated, you know, treating your environment, treating it, whatever that is. It's with animals, it's with the, the planet, it's with... You know so if you think that you could be at any one of those parts in the cycle uh, and recognize that then you'll have this respect uh, and you know so it, it, it's a lot of work and it comes with the realization and then there's determination so determination perseverance right so determined or or persevering is like having a goal and setting your sights on that goal and knowing that you're gonna come face to face with adversity, challenges, and you just keep at it. You keep working it. But determination or perseverance by itself for its own purpose. Let's say I, I need to work out every day and you, there's no purpose behind it. It's hard, it's hard to stay on that goal just for the fact of doing it every day. Some people can do that. Some people, they show up all the time, like clockwork, they'll go out and they'll do uh, a certain workout or they'll do their routine and that's great. That's like flossing your teeth, right? Every day you get it done and then you go off and you live your best life. Yes. So some people can do that. Other people, it's harder, you know, to get into the gym, it's, it's much harder, you know, because you're determined on that goal and that outcome. So then the, the suggestion is, well, pick smaller goals. Be determined and driven, and persevere to achieve those. So that's where a good coach comes in, saying, "Okay, you need help. I can bring you there, and me and maybe some others. You, like any athlete, and any person, there's a performance wheel. So at the hub is the athlete. Then you have your coach. Then your your uh, strength and conditioning coach, your psychologist, your nutritionist." your spouse your family members your friends you know and go on go on and on you know but this this athlete has a goal you know so you need to align with people who align with that goal and support you along that line but it's like a venn diagram right it's intersecting you're also helping them in their journey the better athlete you are the better you make your coach the better you make the psychologist the better you make your you know, so determination. You need a goal. You know, perseverance. You need to persevere towards something. And um, and those are those are our values.
1: Nice, hundred percent. Well, again, this is uh, David Arsenault. I'm Chris Janke. David, how do people get in touch with you? Uh, website. Yep, so through the new- website
0: info at championsforlife.ca. That's a champions with an S that's the best way. There's a phone number on the website too. You can call there. It's championsforlife.ca and uh, be happy to connect with anybody. I've got a LinkedIn profile as well. So if you look uh, up David Arsenal A-R-S-E-N-A-U-L-T, you'll find me there and uh, I connect with lots of people all the time.
1: Awesome. Well, David, thank you so much for joining me on health in the real world. Really appreciate it and we'll, we'll definitely be in touch. I'll talk to you soon.
0: Thanks Chris. Pleasure. Thanks for- listening to the health and the
1: real world show make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below visit mycorebalance.com to learn more